Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on Netflix. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me today is my favorite Folie Adieu partner. <laughs> Folie Adieu? Folie Adieu. It'll, it'll, it's from the movie. <laughs> it'll all make sense. Mars. Folie Adieu. Folie Adieu. Folie, is it two? Yeah, means the madness of two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's from the movie. Yeah. Remember the part where, well, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> or for once, I'm going to not go that all the way to the end of the movie before that, I even finish the introduction. And that was impressive because normally we at least talk for a little bit before one of us jumps directly to the ending, but you yeah. were like in the midst of the introduction. Yeah. You're like, here's introduction, introduction, and the end of the movie. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. I guess it kind of is. I mean, it's definitely the last act, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Anyway. Setting records and whatnot. All right, so today, we're, I haven't even announced what movie it is. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we are so out of practice. We are super rusty, and it's my fault. We'll get into that. Okay, so today we're going to be reviewing the film Intruders from 2011. There's like a whole bunch of them, so yeah. this is the one with Clive Owen. Because normally, and I found out when you Google it, the one that comes up first more more often has, like, Jennifer Lopez or something in it, or... What? Yeah, there's... Every time I Googled it, if I didn't put the year in there, one came up that was from, like, 2014 that has, like... Oh, wow. I kept getting the 2016 one. Oh, really? Because I had... I think because I had previously put it into... Uh, yeah. Which is the one about the, like, killer house. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. It's pretty no. good. But, yeah. So, this is the one with Clive Owen... And Chris Van Houten. handsome as fuck. Mm. <laughs> so we're reviewing that. But before we get into all of the handsomeness of Clive Owen, Mars, can you remind our listeners what technically our spoiler policy is oh, if I don't open the gates with a spoiler? God, we jump straight to the end before even giving us... Yeah. Yeah. Rusty as fuck. Mm. <laughs> I'm having a lot of feelings about this right now that I'll sort through later at a... At a whiskey time, but our <laughs> policy is that we're going to spoil this movie, and actually today's policy is that we've already spoiled this movie, <laughs> so if you're still listening, you've already been spoiled. <laughs> you're welcome! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Twist ending! <laughs> Twist beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, what have you been up to? Um, well, quite a lot, because it's been, like, it's been a over a month, I think, yeah. uh-huh. since the last time we've done one of these. Yeah. It's been well, like you said, since... it's the cursed episode 10. I know, we celebrated episode 10. It was we're like, milestone. okay, done! And then the universe was like, oh, that's all you get. <laughs> it kind of felt like that for a minute. Well, I went on vacation. Yeah. First vacation in a million years. I went to your homeland mm-hmm. and saw your people who are very nice. Yeah. Everyone in Oregon is fucking nice. They like, are really nice people. Like, weirdly nice. And I'm not talking about just, like, the people that are in the country and, like, tend to be nice. But, like, in Portland itself, everyone was so nice. <laughs> like, we sat down at breakfast. We went to that place, Screen Door, which was mm. amazing. Yeah. I had, the I had like, some biscuit with chicken on it and... Grits or something? Yes, I thought I saw grits in there. Yes, grits. I was like, fuck yeah. I sat down, laid next to me, was like, I like your style. And we ended up having a conversation with strangers sitting next to us at a table. Yeah. I don't, 
I can't remember the last time that that has not happened. That has happened where I like everyone had to be drunk. You know what right, I mean? Right. Or like, it's I'm like a tr- welcome conversation instead of just like things yeah. are racist. It keeps making weird comments <laughs> to me. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It was it was very strange, and I'm kind of like, how did you give up like all the niceness of of Oregon? The rain plays a huge factor yeah. into a lot I didn't, of... I didn't see any of that, so maybe no. that's why I'm Because so... you picked the one week that I've spent the last three years warning you about. Yeah, it was hot as balls. Yeah. But it was amazing. So we went to Portland, mm-hmm. and we went to Rainier, and I hand-fed sloths, which yeah. was amazing. And we went to Astoria, and I saw the Goonies stuff. Which is just such a great little town. I love Astoria. It is amazing. Yeah. And I had maybe the best cup of coffee in my life there. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, there's like, so there's this dock that you can drive out on, mm-hmm. where it's like the old Bumblebee tuna cannery. Yeah. It is scary. <laughs> You've been out on that thing? No. Like, you can literally feel the boards, like, popping up next to you as you're driving across, <laughs> but it has a five, five mile per hour speed limit, so you're allowed to drive on it. Like, I see cars on the other end, but I was like, we gonna die. We gonna die. But we got out there, and like, it's this place called Coffee Girl, and it's like on the water. Okay. And you can, and it's just like the pretty foam art coffee. Mm. It was just, oh, yeah. it was amazing. And then there was a place I went to for dinner one night called <clears throat> Bully Beer. Have you been there? Mm-mm, no. Well, okay, so like there's always a long wait to get dinner, but that's okay because the waiting area, it's like out on a dock and they'll put glass in the floor yeah. so you can see underneath and it's where all of the sea lions hang out. So, and they put lights so you can see them oh, and they're all no. just like being fat and cute and snuggly under the, under the pier. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, anyways, that was a very long <laughs> explanation of part of why we haven't been here for it's, a couple weeks. It's way more exciting than mine. Mine was like, well, they were repaving my parking lot, and I couldn't <laughs> lose my spot. Yeah. But we're back. Yeah. That's what matters. That's, we fought fate, and we are here for episode 11, <laughs> even though the forces of the universe are trying to keep us apart. Yes. So we watched a movie. <laughs> so we did watch a movie. Okay, so... It was my pick. Yes, this one was your pick. And one of the things that is sort of central to the movie is, like, people are seeing things and they're not sure if they're really there or if it's a hallucination mm-hmm. or if it's a dream or what the deal is. And so my warm-up question this week is, have you ever hallucinated or been sure you saw something that was not there? So many times. Like... <laughs> A lot of times. How many times, well, like, was it preceded with a head injury? No, I think I just um, have a really active imagination. Okay. So I do the thing where, like, you know, I'm driving or I'm, like, scanning a room and I'll, my brain has picked up a few details. You know how they say that your brain scans everything, you don't see everything, and it, yeah. like, compiles, whatever. And every once in a while, my brain thinks this is an appropriate thing to put, like, a, like a moose crossing the street or something. And I'll be like, oh, it's a moose. No, it's a, not a moose. It's a, two bikes. It's two people with bikes. Okay. <laughs> You know, but, and I've had, like, one or two episodes of, like, the sleep paralysis where you wake mm, up and you, like, see. Not good. Yeah. Which are not fun. Not Less fun, fun than thinking that two bikes is a moose. I know. That one's fun. I'm into that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, okay, so have you, aside from sleep paralysis, have you ever had, like, a scary hallucination? Um, no, I don't think so. Mostly they're just kind of out of place. Yeah. And strange. But the sleep paralysis ones are always terrifying. What do you see when you have sleep paralysis? Black shapes. Like, oh, people-like no. shapes. People. Unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. I had one, I was in high school or maybe late middle school. I don't, but it was around there, probably, like, late middle school, early high school somewhere. And I woke up 
sleep paralysis, and I was seeing like seven black figures like leaning over me, like oh, as if I was no. laying on my back, and it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was bad. It That's was real super scary. fucking scary. Yeah, it was really scary. Are you someone who thinks that there's more sleep paralysis than just the like your brain is a sleep but your body is awake i'm someone who doesn't think about sleep paralysis because it's too scary (laughs) okay so i just like to pretend that it's like you know it's like snow i know it's out there but i don't see it and that's okay did you ever watch that documentary the nightmare yeah i watched it with you okay okay because we were talking about the guy who saw it as like black cat-like creature and you're like maybe that's when alice is sleeping on on you at night she's just occupado <laughs> to keep the demons I like away. it. I mean, that's one more reason to have a cat. I know. For sleep problems. It's now what reasons. I think every single night when she jumps up to sleep, like, uh-huh. someone on me. All I can think is, like, the sleep paralysis demon floating in and Alice being like, nope, got this one. Next house. Damn it. I know. <laughs> I thought I was scheduled for you. Nope. Nope, sorry. You didn't get the, the text message. Yes. You didn't get the text yet. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> so, okay, I have had sleep paralysis, but I don't have the, I don't really see anything. It's more of a sensation. Mm-hmm. So the, I've only ever hallucinated twice in my life. Once when I was a kid and I had a really bad fever, <clears throat> um, I hallucinated. Did you ever see the movie Return to Oz? No. Oh, you gotta see Return I to hear Oz. It's, well, I mean, I've seen parts of it. It's terrifying yeah it's super fucked up i can't believe that's a kid's movie it opens with dorothy getting electric shock therapy right that that's really sets the tone for the yeah. movie but anyways there's a goblin king in it at the mm-hmm. end and he like lives in he's made of rock and it's sort of like climation and like he, okay. he like eats jewels and drinks gold and stuff but i dreamt that he was in i mean i hallucinated that he was in my parents i was sleeping in my mom's bed and i I hallucinated that he was in the room force-feeding me rubies. Oh, God. Yes, and I, like, was super freaked out, but I, like, really saw him next yeah. to me in my fever. Well, I guess, actually, once that, that time that I broke both my arms, oh, yeah. and I came home and I was on a lot of, like, morphine and things. Oh, and, my God. Um, I hallucinated the racist crows from Dumbo flying through the room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, racist crows. With their little hats and their vests and everything. And just, oh, like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. The room. <laughs> and that time that I got the the Spanish plague. plague. Yeah. Um, and I went home and didn't go to the hospital like I should have, and then battled a fever for, like, 12 hours by myself. Tell me about I it. I hallucinated that the floor was water. So, like, oh every time I took a, like, I could see it rippling every time I took a step. And I was, like, I could, like, I couldn't feel it, though. So I was just, like, sitting on the floor with, like, a blanket teepee around my face, just like, where's the water? I see it, but I'm dry. Yeah, that was a fucked up, whatever, that flu, whatever that was. That was a rough night. Yeah, I remember that was when I, I don't know why Randy did this to me, but my partner decided that we needed to watch the <clears throat> Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> the Ewok thing? No, I wish it was the Ewok thing. It was the one where it's about, like, the uh, Wookiee Life Day. So it's, like, Chewbacca's oh, yeah. family. <laughs> they don't even speak. And there's, like, Mark Hamill right after he had the accident. Like, oh, it's just so upsetting. And, like, 
Chewbacca's grandpa's like in like his little masturbation machine. I don't know. It's really upsetting. <laughs> but uh, so the other time I ever hallucinated in my life, the two times, one I wish it was just a hallucination with that Star Wars thing, but um, I was sure, sure that the water in the shower, this is like, I want to say nine years ago, I was by myself and I was sure that the water in the shower had turned red. Like, not thick like blood, but red water. And I, like, jumped out of the shower, completely fucking freaked out. And I looked, and the water was, like, regular blue. And I was like, oh, I got problems. (laughs) (laughs) I got real problems. So those are my two times of hallucinating. Yeah. Where, like, one of them I was really sick, but one of them I was not. And it was, my mind was certain that I had seen it. I can still totally picture the red water coming out of the shower head at me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, hallucinating is it's real rough. Up. It's a rough time. <laughs> All right, I feel warm. You warmed up. Mm-hmm. All right, so intruders. This was your pick. Yes. What? Tell me about how and why we came to watch this movie. It was my backup one of the weeks. I can't remember which movie that we ended up actually doing, but I remember I had it as a backup in case you had seen the one that I picked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you hadn't seen my first choice. So we went with that. And then, like, two or three, you know, whatever, your pick, and then my pick uh-huh. again, and I showed up and did the thing where I forgot to pick a movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, since I had that one in my back pocket anyway, I just went ahead and passed it off as a pre-planned decision, which it was not. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Farts. And so we watched it. Mm-hmm. That was the goodest reason <laughs> as any other one, right? Like, yeah. I mean... It's totally arbitrary whatever I pick, too, for the most part. Except for, like, when I get really excited about, like, Deathgasm or whatever. For the most part, I'm just, like, kind of just scrolling through the horror section because I actually get genres when I look at my Netflix. I know. You get full genres and not just, like, teen beach shark sand movies. <laughs> God, <it's> so grim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, do you mind doing the synopsis? Sure. Uh, it's about Clive Owen has a daughter who is... Visited by a, a creature, only they think it's a, you know, he's a person intruder. Hollow man. Clive Owen's going through the process of, like, putting in security systems and then starting to realize that it's not a physical person. It might possibly be a being from another plane. Simultaneously, there's a little boy in Spain who is having dreams and quote-unquote hallucinations and things also of the hollow man. And so it's his mom trying to figure out what's going on with that, and they do a very old priest and young priest. I know, right? It was very close to, like, even that scene in The Exorcism when he's leaving and they meet, like, you know, with the camera angled down at the street, and they're, like, meeting on the bench and talking about how, like, you know, whether or not they're going to perform an exorcism. Very, very exorcist. (laughs) But then, and then there's a twist in the end that I actually didn't see coming. Yeah. I had a lot of thoughts on what I thought... Because, you know, what it's doing the whole time is it's showing that there's a connection between the two stories. Yeah. And so, you know, you spend the movie trying to figure out what that connection is yeah. going to be. And I came up with a couple of theories, but I was not. Oh, right? I would like to know what your alternate theories yeah. are. Now? Are we no, whenever you end? want. Well, I mean, now or when we get to it. But Do we jump to the end now? Is it been long <laughs> enough? <laughs> well, I felt, okay, so there's two twists at the end. I got one, but I did not get the other. I figured out what connected <clears throat> the two people, but I did not figure out what I did not get totally get what the Hollow Man situation was until it was like spelled out. I 
Didn't get either of them until it was like <laughs> happening. Like until it was to the point of the movie where they were like, "Here's the first thing," and I was like, "That is the first thing. You're right." Well, I mean, I kind of because why else would would Clive Owen have that vision of the of the Hollow Man's face on the guy that guy that almost falls off the building, which is super fucked up, by the way. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> so This is a very confusing movie, we did, in your defense. We did some very role reversal things, because normally yeah, it's me yeah. who's picking up the twists and you who's not, and it's also you who's looking at like reviews and things that people said on the internet about the movie, and me who's not, but I did that this time. I you did? Up, yeah, because I was very confused by this movie. <laughs> it is, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I got it in the end. I didn't yeah. end it with being like, wait, what the fuck just I happened? I felt like I still have lingering questions, though. But I wanted to know what other people were saying, which normally I don't care. Like, normally yeah. you're the one who comes to these, the, the podcast sessions being like, well, I looked up and people were saying this, a lot of people were confused by this, you know. And I, I haven't looked it up, but I did this time, and a lot uh-huh. of people were saying, like, they didn't get it, and it was very confusing. I feel like I got it. Like, I feel like I understood what happened. Yeah. And how... Like, generally, I get it. Yeah. But there are lingering questions. I don't even know that I have lingering questions, Oh, okay. Though. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I just didn't get it enough to have questions? No, I mean... I mean, we're skipping straight to the end, as we always do. But mm-hmm. my... I guess what I'm unsure about is, was it ultimately a delusion, or was there some level of supernaturalness to it? Oh, I see what you're saying. And was the dissolving of the Hollow Man at the end... Which was really actually kind of sad. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. really sad for me. You know, yeah, it was sad. But I mean, was that, like, metaphorical? It Was it still in the mind of of John because he, like, wrote it or whatever? Or was it, was there some Like an actual power? spirit. Like, was it like a tulpa situation where, like, yeah. they created this, like, with their minds that, like, all the energy that went into it created some sort of creature or yeah. was it all just a delusion that would have been a really good like solidifying thing if they're like it's a tulpa but yeah um i felt like creep me out like oh yeah super bad. are super fucking scary yeah. but yeah so that's my lingering question and we can and probably... now also it's mine but now we're both wondering it so right okay so the other thing is this movie did the thing like it it kind of ticked a few different boxes for me. On one hand, it did the stuff that scares me the most. I mean, minus spiders. It had, like, cats in peril. And... That was, like... And the cats keep coming up. It was a reoccurring theme. Like, is... I'm like, is this a symbol and I'm just too dumb to understand? Like, what does the cat signify? Well, I mean, they say that cats have one foot in both worlds. Oh! That would explain why the cat was drawn to... The tree hole yeah. where she finds the story. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing where, like, cats do the thing where they, like, see something that's not there oh, and they'll, like, watch that it That fucking freaks me out so much. I hate it when my cats do that. And I read a thing saying that the cats can see, like, some extra colors and that's why they do that because they're seeing, like, dust particles, basically, but reflecting extra colors that we can't see. But it still scares the I shit out like of me. I'm not a fan. But it's either a spider or a ghost. I know it. Every single time Alice does it to me, I'm always like, please be a ghost. Please be a ghost. Please be a ghost. <laughs> Because if you're not a ghost, you're a spider. Please, God, be a ghost. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. And then also, like, the falling off of the building. 
Really? Yes. I have all of these nightmares where I am on tall things that I can fall off of. Like, you know how the old Bray Bridge, like, had, like, you know, the suspension structures, right? I have dreams that I've somehow found my way to the top of one of those, and I have to climb down. Oh, my gosh. And the wind is blowing. It's like a, and it's not just that. It's tall buildings in general. I have lots of height-related nightmares, and there's something about the way it's shot. They're clearly not on a tall building. Like, they're clearly in a student, like... Yeah. It's a green screen situation, but it almost lends it this dreamlike quality that makes it extra creepy to me oh. because it feels very, like it, it taps into that. So I was, those two, two scenes, even though it's kind of weird that they were in the same movie, but like, <laughs> <laughs> they both are things that really prey on like, like your deep Yeah, yeah. I don't like Cats and Peril and I don't like Heights. See, and I have very deep home invasion fears. As you know, you've heard about how many things I've strapped hidden knives to. Like, I obviously have very deep-seated home invasion fears. Yeah. So, for me, and the fact that, like, for a while, I mean, it was one of the things that creeped me out the most, probably, because I have such strong home invasion fears, was when he just, like, like, the monster doesn't, Hollow Man doesn't spend that much time hiding in shadows, or being, like, something that you half see, or something that's hidden. Like, he comes right out of the darkness. Yeah. Almost immediately, and it's just, like, I'm here and I'm stealing your daughter. Yeah, and I it broke the structure of what I was expecting when he kind of reveals himself early on. Yeah. At one point I was like, is this movie almost over? When he revealed himself to Clyde right? Owen. And I looked and there was still an hour left of the runtime. And I was like, well, that's different. Yeah, which I liked, yeah. actually. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it it kind of made you off balance because yeah. you're expecting a certain, like, structure and you're expecting a certain formulaic horror movie and it immediately breaks that and because just something about like I have this soft spot for monsters that aren't afraid to be seen you know like something that's just it's not spending most of its movie running behind the main character from doorway to doorway it's like it's just fuck your ceiling god damn yeah I know every Every damn time every time you're here while you guys were gone and I was here like I I would just lay here on this couch watching Keanu being like you don't hear it you don't hear it. You're alone. <laughs> You're not hearing it. And you know what? Let's not even go yeah, there. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk the shit out of that if we keep talking right. about it. So. You know what? You're right. we got to just like, yeah. ignore it. So anyway, Clive Owen's got some nice cheekbones. Oh my god. Clive Owen? I mean, he's not like traditionally handsome, but he is sexy as fuck. I know. And somehow like... Even children of men, when he's running around in those flip flops and like pajama pants, and I'm <laughs> still like, toes, and, you're still know, into and it. I'm still like, you know what? Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> he can have his feet in my presence. <laughs> That's the ultimate compliment. If you're allowed to have feet, <laughs> I know. Like when you got here, I was like, oh shit, I got I put my socks. In. I was like <laughs> trying to surreptitiously put them on. I when noticed you... that, and I was like, oh god, is she putting on socks because she knows it's I know you're like me. Asshole. You're like yes. I don't gross y'all with my feet. I mean, I did get a pedicure and they're sparkly, but you don't like feet, so. I prefer to believe that everybody just has, like, just nubs. It's just, like, interchangeable shoe pegs that they just pop onto their (laughs) leg stalks every day. Yeah. That's what I like to believe. Yeah. I mean... So there were, like, shades of Babadook in this for me. Did you see the Babadook? Yeah. Yes, you've seen the Babadook. Mm -hmm. Like, both in the way that it kind of, like, hovers over beds... And hides in closets, yeah. and also like once it's inside, you're basically fucked. Yeah. And also the the parent is actually kind of a haunting character. Yeah. 
in the movie is like it's a byproduct of the parents. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there is a bit of a, bo- a Baba Duke in this. I also did get a lot of Baba Duke vibes from it, so mm-hmm. I'm glad you did also because it it was like the parent is introducing the monster and the child just happens to be there instead of like you see a lot of movies where it's like the parents trying to figure out what's wrong with their child. Like what's the one? Oh, I can't remember what it is where the kid gets sucked into not. Poltergeist. But... I was like, Poltergeist? <laughs> no, not Poltergeist, but <laughs> okay. the, it's more recent and... Insidious. Insidious, that's yes. what I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. It's, you know, you see a lot of movies like that where it's the child that's haunted, yeah. or it's the target, and then the parents have to deal with it, but in this case it was the child being affected by something yeah. that was haunting the parent. Um, in the other scenario with Juan and his mom, uh-huh. it was the little boy, but you know, like, it was... Unique twists. Yeah. We haven't actually said the ending yet. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, sort of. Okay. So I'm going to talk about what I don't <laughs> like about the movie, and then I want to talk about what I do like about okay. the movie. One of the things I hate the most, the trope that I dislike like 99.9% of the time, is a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Because my issue with dream sequences are either they're super obvious, or if they're not, then they totally eliminate the stakes. Yeah. And it's, like, this weird, like, tension blue balls that I get. Like, I'm just like, ugh! So that isn't really what's happening. Or, I don't know, I just, I hate a dream sequence. You're not alone in that. A you lot also of... hate a dream sequence? Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm, either way, it depends on the actual quality uh-huh. of the dream sequence, but a lot of people are anti-dream ugh, sequence. I hate it. I, I feel like it is a cheap writer's trick to throw in more scares. Yeah. Ultimately, I understand why structurally they're in this. So they're a little more forgivable. But while I was watching it, I was like, oh, God, not another person waking up like, (gasps) I fucking hate that shit. So that was really frustrating for me. I also feel like the simultaneous stories of the two kept, they didn't necessarily, even though they were mirroring each other and you could feel that they were trying to make connections between the two of them, like having the cat stuff at the beginning of both Mm -hmm. of them. It disrupted the pacing for me a little bit so that I struggled a little bit with the movie and I was kind of like, oh, I don't think I like this. What I liked about the movie is usually what is the disappointing part of a movie, which is when you get the ultimate explanation. Mm-hmm. I feel like typically with this type of movie, the buildup and the journey is so much better that when you actually find out what the like resolution is it sort of defangs everything yeah and i actually liked the explanation for this and it went back and retroactively made me like the earlier parts of the movie because it was like actually really interesting yeah yeah i definitely feel the same way and in looking up stuff on the internet about it that was actually an issue a lot of people had is they hated the explanation oh i liked it a lot of people were the opposite where they were like the movie was so good like the way the whole beginning two-thirds were great when you got to the end and the resolution that's where it lost a lot of people but i felt the opposite i like the resolution is what made the time i spent previously Mm -hmm. worth it you know like it going through i agree with you on the dream sequence front um but no, I um I agree with you and I disagree with the majority of the internet in that the beginning, like I didn't hate the beginning mm-hmm. parts, but I really loved the ending. Like I said, like I had a couple of guesses, but that was not one of them. Yeah. And I feel the same way where it's like the buildup is so like we're getting there and then you get to the top and it's like like if you're you know, when those roller coasters where you're like ratcheting yeah. your way up and you're like, It's gonna be so big and then it's just yeah. You know, and it's not that big of a dip, and that's always what I'm afraid of, because it's such a huge letdown. Yes. When you invested an hour and 15 minutes, just to have them be like, 
it is a ghost. Yeah. Ha ha. You know, so yeah. I really like that this was different. And yeah. That... Well, it made it not formulaic. Yeah. Like, it's what, the ending is what separates it from something like a conjuring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not as good in terms of, like, the craftsmanship of the filmmaker going, like, creating tension. That is not there. It's not, you know, but at the end, always with those kinds of movies, I like them because the journey is fun, but the end is always the kind of, the part that, you know, like, it's very hard to stick a landing. Yeah. And especially when we're always looking for twists that we, you know, in our post-Shyamalan world, we always <laughs> fucking are, right? And I was sure that it was just going to be a supernatural explanation and, you know. Or it was going to be like, oh, they both live in the same house. Yeah. You know, or something. So when it had this, like, psychological aspect to it, and then I, like, I went online and, of course, researched the, the condition or whatever and found it it's real. Well, it's not currently in the DSM. It's been taken out. But it is a thing, yeah. right? I thought that was so much more interesting. Yeah. So when you get the twist, like, and I kind of, just before they they kind of explained it, and I realized that we're going to spoil the ending now, but yeah. we warned people at the beginning, that John and Juan are the same person, and that's him as a child. Yeah, did and, not see that coming. Like, I was kind of, I had the moment, and I was like, so I started paying attention to everything around it. Because it's set in Spain, like, there's automatically sort of, like, a foreignness to it that mm-hmm. you don't notice right away that it's a different time period. Yeah. But then I started looking at his room, and I was like, oh, this is an old room. Oh, yeah. And so, like, right, pretty close to the reveal is when I had it kind of figured out. Because I was very confused by the fact that the hollow man showed up on Frank's face when he was hanging off the side of the building. Yeah. And I was like, is that going to just be some, like you know, non sequitur that they just threw in to have an extra scare right. in a weird dream sequence. Cause it wasn't a dream sequence kind of, it wasn't, but it cut like it was. Yeah. Ultimately now we know it wasn't, right. or maybe it was, but the thing actually did really happen. Yeah. That's the stuff I don't like about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a little confusing. There's some pacing problems, but the payoff for me was the saving grace of this movie. Yeah, me too. And the hollow man effects were not great. No. Although <laughs> there were a couple moments where it was cool, where he took her mouth off, the girl's yeah. mouth off, and then also when she was the, and she put and the she lips. put the black lipstick. <laughs> that part was really creepy. That was actually really creepy. And then, like, the black lipstick, and then the smile. smile. <laughs> that was actually a legitimately creepy moment yeah. for me. And yeah. it was surprising. That, yeah. It surprised me that it creeped me out because I, like, Leading up to that, I was like, oh my, like the fluttering Hollow Man, he looked like a Dementor from a Harry Potter movie, right? and I was well, like, this he looked is... like the thing from the Frighteners. I yeah, was like, and, no. it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't yeah. great, and then, like, everything else with the face is blurred out, and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then the, uh, the moment with the lipstick, it's like... It's creepypasta, man. It, le- yeah. yeah. <laughs> it legitimately creeped me out, that yep. part. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there are a couple good little scares. Yeah. But okay, so I haven't specifically said it, but the the what we find out when they he installs all these cameras and they finally look at the footage is that him and his daughter were alone in the room when the hollow man attacked her from the closet. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's a ghost. They can't see it." But yeah. then what he gets diagnosed, the two of them get diagnosed with this thing called what did I, what did I say it was? Folie uh, adieu. Oh, which right. is like the madness of two where two people will share the same delusion mm-hmm. and this and can even have the same hallucinations and there's actually documented cases of people having this it can be two people it can be three people it can be a family like of the people. australian family this last couple of weeks what have you heard about this no so like two or three weeks ago there was a family in australia that 
went on a road trip and the dad said he was like it's a no technology road trip so he made them leave all their phones and debit cards and stuff and they went on this road trip and one by it was three adult children so they're all in like their early 20s you know and the two parents and one by one the children snuck away and escaped this road trip and found other people and were like our parents think we're being followed they made us leave the house they made us leave our cell phones my dad threw his cell phone in a ditch from the car while we were driving and all this and one by one each child like in the night, like, snuck away from their parents and were like, our parents are, something is happening. Like, uh-huh. they're in this delusion that someone's following us and stuff. And the police went to the house and, like, there were all these papers everywhere. Like, the house had been ransacked oh and all this. God. But it was by the parents. Like, the parents had been like, we need to shred all of our stuff or whatever and made their kids go on this road trip. What? And the kids are showing some signs of like believing in the delusion, but they left to find help because they're like our there's something. They're fucking losing. Yeah. Yeah. So and then they found like a week later they found mom wandering along the side of the road and took her to a hospital and she is in like a psych ward. Oh, and then my God. they couldn't find dad. They had some reports some kids were playing Pokemon Go and they said that he was following them in his car. And then, like, disappeared. And then they found the family car, like, with the keys in it, like, in a parking lot somewhere. And they ended up finding Dad. But it was, like, these two parents had, like, created this illusion. And, like, had, like, the kids half believed them and half didn't, but knew something was up, you know. And it was this whole thing that, like, nobody can quite figure out what happened. But it's, like, this crazy. Yeah. The only time I can think of hearing about it was, like, with Randy Quaid, do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. The actor who thinks that the NSA or whatever was the after Star him. Starlanders are after uh, him oh. and his wife. So he's like hiding in Canada now. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? Like, is it drugs? Like, how do you get that crazy? But then when I heard about this, I was like, oh, they have that folie du. Which this almost makes it crazier to me that yeah. it's actually possible that two people can like share hallucinations, basically. Yeah. Like, that's insane. It's kind of scary. It's super scary. Because you count on people around you to keep you in the reality, right? Like, I can't on... You are my reality check. Like, the only thing that keeps me from believing that I might not be someone else's hallucination is the fact that <laughs> other people respond to me. <laughs> I have this working... But are we all just a part of some, like, that's... alien video game? That's... This is what I'm saying. The only thing that keeps me believing that I, I actually exist is the fact that you and David have not met, which means that you can't be sharing me as a hallucination so (laughs) that's that's the only thing that's keeping me going at this point (laughs) well i'm pretty sure you're real but we could all just be in the matrix well i mean like obviously (laughs) yeah so ultimately we find out that when he was a kid his father the story that he wrote that she finds in the tree was that her his abusive father tried to kidnap him he caught him almost kill his mother and then he falls off a scaffolding and dies. And so her, I guess his mother tells him this story. Because she doesn't let him see his father's face. Yes. Because as he's falling into the, the, for some reason, wet cement well, pool. I mean, they're doing some sort of like. Yeah, but it's the middle of the night. Like, why is it Was it cement soupy? or was it, well, it was pouring rain. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really know enough cement science. <laughs> or it could have just been like quicksand or something. Yeah. But he But they let him yeah. sink into it and disappear. And she doesn't let him she covers Juan's eyes so he doesn't see his dad's face and all yeah. this and so he creates the hollow man. So this myth. is where the gray area for me comes in. Like does the ghost of his father who died become the hollow man? Oh. And then is it sort of like she trans he transmits it like a tulpa <clears throat> to his daughter? I don't I mean, I like that 
theory. <laughs> I wish that they had a more solid, like, yeah. this is what happened. Yeah. Because I do really like the end when it shows Hollow Man running and he's turning to flame. Yeah. And he's just, like, burning away. Because yeah. it was actually kind of really sad for yeah. some reason, even though I know that, like, Hollow Man, as a, I mean, if he is the ghost of John's yeah. father, then he was, like, not a great person, obviously. Right. Um, and even if he's, like, a manifestation that they created, like, he's... You know, he stole his daughter's mouth. Like he's not <laughs> right. He's not a benevolent I guess I'm Casper because of like all the stuff where she's like in his world and like the vines are like attacking the bed. Yeah, and then they think it's anaphylactic shock, which I I feel like maybe I missed something early on yeah. to where the anaphylactic shock is like a thing. Oh, I I must have missed an earlier scene. I don't know. I, don't. I might have checked out, but yeah, that's the stuff that confuses me. That kind of muddies whether it is and. When when they, he gets diagnosed with whatever, like they assume that it's, there's these delusions, I assumed that what we were gonna find out ultimately was no, it really was a ghost and science was wrong, and I like that it didn't actually go that way because I yeah. do feel like I lean towards <clears throat> the dad being the Hollow Man being a metaphor as opposed to and a delusion as opposed to an actual ghost, yeah, and I appreciate that because because that's scarier, I think, yeah, you know, it's like. Whether or not you believe in ghosts or spirits or things that can haunt you, you know, and believe that that's a, a real thing that can happen. Like, the fact that this is, like, this is a, you know, it's a science diagnosis. It's a thing that happens to people. It's a brain malfunction somehow. Mm -hmm. It may be not scarier, but it's a different kind of scary. And it wasn't as scary that I was expecting. Well, it's a scary that could happen to you. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess I think one of the reasons I think it's probably just a delusion is because there's the scene where they actually kind of create the hollow man together yeah where they go together although she already is it kind of imagining it and maybe just like j she's just okay so we know he's very imaginative because he like wrote these stories when he was a kid and maybe as his daughter she has the same sort of vivid imagination yeah. and that it just kind of creates this <clears throat> cocktail where when they create this this hollow man and burn him an effigy yeah like it that's sort of where the the delusion where initiates yeah but it also feels like maybe that's when they created this monster. I don't know. Maybe we're not supposed to know. I know. I Like, I want to, but maybe that is the point. Yeah, I see it a lot as, like, this is a shared delusion that she got because she read the story he wrote when he was a kid. So she had everything that he already, you know, like, mm -hmm. he already knows all the story because he wrote it. Yeah. But then at the same time, yeah, there's the Vine World or whatever that happened that... Yeah. yeah you know i don't know <laughs> it's weird. it's crazy uh, yeah but uh, i mean i did i did just really like i so i thought that it was going to turn out that john was the missing father from the little boy story oh it's that's what i thought the connection was going to be because you know she's talking about like your father's gone and the priest and, is like no one of the father left yeah, yeah and then when she's like we have to go away and they drive out to the house that he grew up in or whatever that's out in the country and and then when he is told he can't see his daughter and then he gets the car and drives out to the house i was like oh he's got a secret illegitimate spanish family <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what this hollow man is haunting both of his children oh yeah i didn't even think about that but yeah that's a good totally legit theory that's what i was working with and uh -huh. then when young john folds up the thing and puts it in that weird little puzzle box that's when i was like, were oh, like oh never mind god other go. theories were like early on the movie before i had a lot of uh -huh. information you know when you start yeah, you don't you mean to pull the pieces together yeah, yeah. so like, i'm smarter of... than this movie <laughs> <laughs> i think 
I had one at one point where John was the hollow man somehow. Oh. You know, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, that would go with the Babadook thing. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I had a few, but I, they, I didn't guess that it was actually two different timelines. But, Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it worked out. Like, it yeah. created some pacing issues that I was not super into, but, like, it's not a movie that I wouldn't recommend right. to someone. Like, it's I just it's wouldn't, different. like, I wouldn't, like, oh, my God, you have to watch Intruders. But it's not a waste. Like, I don't feel like it's a waste of time. No. Like, I, I'm happy that I spent the time. And I was a little worried in the middle, but ultimately, um, we haven't talked about it at all, but the mom is Carice Van Houten mm-hmm. of Melisandre Game of Thrones fame. See her boobs yet again in this movie. Oh, yes. I mean, guaranteed boob when you see yeah. her name. Which, in the... by the way, I just have to say, it was really uncomfortable, the scene where Chris Van Houten and Clive Owen are having sex on her birthday. <laughs> and then she, like, walks into the room, and they're just, like, are casually naked and smoking, and just, yeah. like, I'm oh, like, I mean, this... Is that, like, a European That's thing? what I kept thinking. I was like, is that it's just... Explody Joe, are you, are you out there? I are... need you to answer. Is this, like, a British thing? Like, or... are we just, like, exposing the children early to sex so that they're not like as freaked out about it later because like there was very little you know and like as someone who's had sex multiple times in her life (laughs) at least two times uh like you know a certain smell accumulates in a room where that's just happened you know and i just i feel like like sex room you know it's like just it was very uncomfortable and then that followed by them just like openly burning a bunch of stuff in their residential backyard. Yeah, that was some weird shit. Like, I could, I was kind of, like, with mom on that. Like, yeah. like what the fuck are when you doing? When mom showed up with the hose, I was like, oh, thank God someone's on the same page as I am with this, because I also think this is not okay. Smokey the Bear does not approve. This no. is not Smokey Bear, like, sanctioned. Well, you know that basketball is going to literally explode. Reek and reek. All that rubber. Oh, my God. They're just burning rubber. Yep. But she has, like, the mom hair, which is very strange. Right? Yeah. I'm used to, like, you know, sexy Melisandre. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So she does get naked. And I just, for the record, I think we have to say, like, she's got the best boobs in the biz, She does have some pretty great boobs. They're pretty much perfect. Yeah. They're kind of like when you open up the health textbook. Yeah. And they're like, this is what a naked woman looks like. They don't look fake, but they also don't look like they fall into her armpits when she, Mm -mm. and that just makes me angry. Right? <laughs> like one or the other. You don't need to have both. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and that's kind of all I had notes wise. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about um, before we wrapped up the no, review? Not really. I mean, I just had general likes and dislikes. I wanted to bring up how awkward it was when it was her birthday and she walked in on her parents' post-toidal <laughs> and they were right. just way too casual about it. Let's just have the cigarette she was smoking, like maybe knocked out some of the smell you know what i mean well and it's like she just like kind of had an arm covering parts and she was like you should go back to your bed (laughs) (laughs) completely nude smoking in the house dad's penis is one bed sheet away from being like a part of the conversation nobody wants that no nobody wants that (laughs) and then later when he was like oh i should check on her and then just like goes into her yeah. room in like his pajama pants and i'm like no mm-mm. i did kind of like seeing though sorry this is a weird weird place to go after <laughs> what you just said but i loved i did really actually kind of like seeing the father-daughter relationship was yeah. really different than the ones we usually see like it was very loving and affectionate and like openly so but also not paternalistic yeah like you know like usually they're like overprotective father or the the sort of um distant father 
but like it felt like there was actually like a loving friend like a friendship's not the right word but like a rapport between them well, they seemed very like they had obvious relationship i guess yeah. you know and even like when in the beginning when he gives her the the teddy bear and yeah. she's like eh, i want my cell phone or whatever and i thought oh this is gonna be like the the girl being like dad i'm 14 now no, you know i'm not yeah. a kid anymore and like it kind of started going there but then it didn't in the end and i liked that yeah. i liked that it wasn't you know one of those like resentful teenage angsty teen right and it also wasn't like the out of touch dad. Yeah. Like when he gives her the thing that's too young because she's like, you know, he's a she's his baby. But it's his response is just kinda like, eh. Yeah. He <laughs> kinda makes a joke about it. And it felt like a very natural relationship. And it's not like movies tend to like go for different archetypes and you don't ever see just sort of like a rapport like a natural rapport between a father and daughter. Yeah. Like there's always has to be some tension in that relationship. Right. Like a lot of the drama comes from that and in this case, ultimately, there was some, like, toxicity that came from being so close, but it was... Unintentional. Also, but it was also kind of a saving grace in their relationship. Like, having that connection is what it was able to kind of... Once he understood his part in the delusion, mm -hmm. like, was able to walk it back for her. Yeah. And go to a healthy place with it. I don't know. I just... I did like it. it I was mean, nice. There were a lot of things in this movie that were different. Uh -huh. And we're, like, non-formulaic and things yeah. that I wasn't expecting. And while, like, you know, it's not a movie that I would adamantly recommend. Right. If it's, I was flipping... It's a mixed bag. Right. Like, <laughs> if I'm flipping through Netflix and it comes up and I'm like, oh, you know, have you seen this? And whoever I'm with, because I don't talk to myself like that when I'm yeah. alone. But whoever I'm with is like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah. You know? Like, I would give it, you know, five three and a half stars. Yeah. Five out of ten. Like, it's over the halfway mark because there's enough interesting things there, but it's not, I don't know that I would revisit it. Right. Yeah. All yeah, right. I'm probably not ever going to watch it again, but I wouldn't try to keep, like, if someone's like, like, if someone's oh. like, what did you think of this movie? I'd be like, it's worth a watch. Yeah. I would never be like, oh, God, we're not watching, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So what are we pairing with this movie, Mars? So uh, it's not a whiskey. It okay. is a mixed drink. Oh. And it's going off of that strange duality, but it's also, like, kind of dark and kind of rough. The story is that uh, many, many years ago, I knew someone who had taught English in Spain for a while, like for a year or two while in college. And he said that this is something that they, it's a fairly popular, like it's a common drink over okay. there. It's not so common over here, um, but it's something that's not out of the ordinary to drink in Spain. And it is a mixture of red wine and Coca-Cola. Oh. And so we tried it, and I loved it. Really? And I actually, it, I, I haven't done it in a very, very long time, but it's something that I used to drink almost as regularly as bourbon. Whoa. I was mixing red wine and Coca-Cola, and it's like, um, so for a couple of reasons, the duality kind of theme. It's and it's And it's Spanish. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a popular, and you know, Juan is growing up in Spain. Yes. In the movie. And um, it's, you know, it's got that... Strange, like, burn that red wine has, but it's tempered with the sweet, but it's carbonated. I can't remember what it's called, only because, well, I mean, its, it's name is in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish. So. From what I'm Googling here, it's called a cali, Calimocho? Yeah. Okay. Calimocho. I need to try this. That sounds good. It's actually really good. Um, I don't know what the right proportions are supposed to be. I'm sure there's actually, like, a rule on what you're wine to coca-cola ratios are i used to do like a 50 50 situation because you know that's correct it's is it one part wine to one part cola oh. or other carbonated soft drink so what kind of wine do you drink it with um i mean we used to drink it with like a merlot or a cab salve but that's just because usually that's what we had in the house because that's what and it's not super sweet yeah 
That was the thing is we had to go with like one of the drier red wines. Yeah. That, like, and I already those I don't like sweet wines. Right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if you went with a really sweet wine like a Pinot Noir, I think it would be too sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I would do like a or like a table red. Usually, like the blended reds are kind uh-huh. of on the drier side and blended. the less sweet. See, so layers upon layers here. <laughs> awesome i want to try this i suggest it they're pretty good all right next movie night or whatever night we're, we're having a cali mo- mo- mm-hmm. show <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay cool i like that was a good one all right so we have some feedback oh yay yeah we got a little bit is it people wondering whether or not we've been murdered because it was so long <laughs> not yet fortunately although i think if we had gone one more week I know people started like <laughs> they'll be like we're looking in gutters like, like posting our body our facebook photos being like have you seen these people <laughs> all right well i think one of those people would be uh use a chair at use a chair tweeted and asked a question for you for me yeah says, does Mars have a Twitter or a Facebook so I can follow? I'm digging the show. First of all, thank you, use a yeah. chair. Mars, how can people stalk you digitally? Uh, Is there I a way? do. I do have a Facebook. It's not that entertaining, though. And I have a Twitter. It's even less entertaining. Yeah. Do you um, feel, like, any pressure to tweet now? Well, see, here's the thing. I'm actually opening my Twitter right now because I don't remember what my Twitter name is. Um, (laughs) That's a great sign. So I'm not good at Twitter. Okay. I'm really bad at it. I don't understand it. Um, This is baffling to me. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, I realize you can't see me. I'm literally just holding up Twitter because I don't understand the information. Like, I don't know how to use this. I mean, you just have to... It's like a sentence, a witty sentence. I mean, I suck at Twitter, too, because I don't feel like I think in 150-plus characters. Like, some people are just... There's an art to it, and some people are just able to just kill it in Twitter. And I read their Twitter their Twitter feed, and I'm just like, oh, I could have thought of that, but I couldn't because yeah, I didn't. I just... I don't... So I'll tweet every once in a while, or I'll go through, like, weird spurts while I'll do it, like, right. several days in a row, but I, I have, like, six followers... And they're well, all. We could change that today. They're all people. We could seven. They're people who like don't use Twitter yeah. anymore. So I like tweet a bunch of stuff, and like yeah. it's crickets. Yeah. So then I give up or whatever. All right. So what you're saying is that if people tweet at follow you and tweet at you, you'll be better about doing it. Maybe. So I mean, this is like a call to action for our listeners. I think so because basically right now my Twitter is just like me talking to myself. <laughs> so which I do enough you can do anyway. That without a keyboard, I don't need like proof to people that I. <laughs> word um for like so like i tweeted this once that says um my office is divided into two serious fandoms game of thrones and the bachelorette i'm game of thrones but who's this chad he sounds glorious because everybody's telling you about this psychopath named chad i guess but i never googled him so i don't actually know what the story is <laughs> um yeah but my twitter name apparently is at eg mars E.G. Mars. All mm-hmm. right, I'm going to follow. If I don't already follow you, I'm going to follow you. Cause I didn't even think you were on Twitter. I was like, I think she has a Facebook. Well, I know you do because I that's where I put all my cat photos. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm also on Facebook, Erin Mars. People have found me already. Like, I mean. Yeah. She's findable. Yeah. I'm not I'm not that hard to all locate. All right, so use a chair. Now you know where to find her. E.G. Mars or Erin Mars on Facebook. Yeah, I think that, you know how it gives you that, like, it, it'll populate, like, the end of your Facebook uh-huh. URL if you don't want to pick something? Uh-huh. And so it just gave me, like, Mars dot five or something like that, because I was like, I don't care. Right. And then it got to the point where it was like, well, you have to have one, so you'll be the fifth Aaron Mars. 
<laughs> I'm assuming that's what the five represents. <laughs> and I also tag you on Facebook, so if people want to yeah. follow you, they can find you that way. There's and ways. I've been tagged in zombie girl posts, mm-hmm. so, you know. I'm always tagging you. I'm just, my first name is Aaron, and I'm an Asian girl. <laughs> okay. If you can't find me with those clues, then... You really... You gotta get better at the internet, because it's the internet age. <laughs> Alright. Awesome. And then the other thing we got was we got our first text. Really? We got two from the same person. Um, so here's what I figured out about the texts. It's awesome. It comes through, like, perfectly. But you gotta say who you are, because I have no <laughs> idea who this And I would like to be able to thank them. But you know who you are. So this, all I know is that this person is in the Minnesota area, okay. according to Google Voice. Okay. Do I know anyone from Minnesota? Uh, I don't think I do. Or I don't know anyone who's currently in Minnesota. Here it is from Mysterious Minnesotan. Watched Shrine last night. Liked it. It was exactly what you said it would be. And yes, that ending was crazy. <laughs> Thanks. Love listening to your show. Keep up the great work. Good, good slash great work. Ooh. So sometimes we're good. Sometimes we're great. But, you know, I didn't see shitty in there. So That's true. <laughs> I'll take good and I'll definitely take great. <laughs> And then a follow-up tweet saying, and I liked Zombievers. Saw it twice. Zombievers? Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh Uh-uh. Well, I think we don't always have to be on our taste in movies. Is it Zombie Beavers? Yeah. Oh, I'm into that. (laughs) It's on Netflix. I'm from Oregon. It's the Beaver State. Oh, you might be super into this movie then. Yeah, I watched it um, as a... Like, on the Splattercast, we do these things called the Stevecast, where mm. we watch a movie and get drunk, and, like, every ten... We watch ten minutes, and... Oh, we'll, yeah, okay. So yeah. we did it on that, and I picked that, and I was mocked, like, ruthlessly. Forever, to this day, they'll never well, let me live down zombie birth. Remember when I almost picked Zombies? Yeah. See, we I tend to be on the same weird brainwave. So if you want to be a part of the show we'd love to hear from you there's lots of ways to do it you can do like our mysterious uh minnesotan and send us a text or you can leave us a voicemail at 1-678-694-7759 you can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can find us on twitter you can tweet me at, at zg podcast or you can tweet aaron at or sorry mars at eg mars well it's out now my first name is out now you're out you're out about being an aaron <laughs> i know <laughs> the closet doors have swung <laughs> open <laughs> um and you can find us on facebook if you're enjoying the show which we hope you are uh do go on itunes and leave us a, a review that's really helpful for the show it helps people find us makes us feel good about ourselves and we'll thank you personally if you do it all right, so I guess that's it, except for we got to figure out what we're going to watch next. Yeah. All right. You. It's my turn. I already have my next pick picked, by the way. Oh. It came to me while you were in Oregon. I was like, how did I not, how did this not occur to me sooner? So I'm very so it's excited. got to be something Oregon related. It's, I'm very excited for when it's my turn next. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What can it be? I know. This is so backwards that, like, I don't know what happened in our, like, little mini season break, but, like, we have role reversed. Hardcore. You're, like, looking shit up. I know. You're planning ahead. Normally, I come up, like, it's podcast day, and I'm, like, underneath your laptop so you can't see it, like, Googling, like, horror movies (laughs) on Netflix. I'm like, yeah. So, I was on Netflix, and I saw this movie that I've definitely already picked. I'm, and this time I'm like, 
a month in advance. Like, I have it planned. I'm so impressed. I don't know what's happened. And I'm a mess, because I just picked this thing totally randomly today. I was like, oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> so, for episode 12, so in two weeks from now, we're going to review a movie called They're Watching. Ooh. Yeah. So I haven't seen this. Okay, so you have not seen no. it. Me neither. Uh-uh. Okay. So this is a, we're going in cold on yeah. this one. Okay, so here's the synopsis mm-hmm. from Netflix. The squabbling crew of an American TV show ends up on the wrong end of a witch hunt when they start shooting in a remote European village. Ooh. And it, guess what? <gasps> Is it? Footage. Yes! <laughs> I was about to say it right before. I saw it in your eyes. I saw the look in your eyes. I was like, oh shit, she picked a found she footage movie. She's gonna say it, she's gonna say it. <laughs> yep, I got. A, I picked a found footage movie for you. You know what's so funny is that now that you said found footage, it triggered the memory. I actually just put this on my list. Like I was doing that, you know, that horror yeah. thing we do, oh, where yes. I wasn't even watching Netflix. I just spent like an hour like clicking through and being like, and you, and you, and right? you, and I just picked this one because you know I am always looking for new found footage movies, and I love me a witch hunt. We're doing it. Is Next. it subtitled? Do you know? Oh, I think it's in English. Perfect. Yeah, I think it's an American movie. It's just yeah. like... The only reason why I could let Intruders in was because half of it was not subtitled. But if the whole thing had been subtitled, I couldn't... Yeah, that would have been rough. Because I can't read and watch what's happening. And, like, with horror movies, you can't yeah. do... You know, it's, it's all in the visuals. Agreed. You know? I mean, I'll do it, like, if something's really good. But if it's not really good and it's subtitled, it's it's, it's not like, happening. There's too many barriers for me to jump over. Yeah, there were a lot of times during the Intruders where it was like this, you know, one and they're speaking Spanish, and then Helvis would be out on the porch doing something, and I'd have to jump up and get her, and then all of a sudden I'd hear the like scream or like the yeah. the something impactful happened to music. Like, you, you little jerk. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, well, this should, I mean, I'm guessing there'll probably be some subtitles, right. just like with the locals or whatever, but the cast is all like American cool. I think, or Canadian or something. Very excited. Yay! Yay! Okay, awesome. So, want to take us out? I always forget what we, thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back! <laughs> and I actually mean that this time, because it is our little, I mean, we didn't announce our season break, but that's what I'm calling it. Because yeah, every, every once in a while people got to take a little break. Yeah, you know, that's like... You know, our little mid-season six-week break. Was it six weeks? No, it was like four. Okay, okay. But... <laughs> I was going to feel like extra bad. <laughs> but by the time this comes out, it'll have been. So yeah. if you if you came back, <laughs> we really appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. And it was fun hanging out with you again. I, I really missed you, Mars. I've missed you, too. Like, I totally sent you the mushy text. And you're not like a super mushy person, so I was like... Is this too much? I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I miss your face. And then I sent you back same with three A's. That's how you know I meant you, it. Because I, I, I intentionally misspelled something. <laughs> That's how you know that I care. Aww. <laughs> I love it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. So I get up and I'm like, I'm going to go out on the balcony and I'm going to eavesdrop because that's what I do. I eavesdrop. I sit in my tower and I It's the least they can do is to fucking entertain you. So I'm getting up and I usually just take out middle baby gate and uh-huh. then like step through and then you know whatever. Right, right, so I right. take out middle baby gate and I'm sitting it down and it's like a fucking like family guy com- like cartoon. I'm like halfway through and then just fell and crashed through all <laughs> oh three. So I'm like, like skin my elbow and it's still oh healing. Oh my god. It was huge. Oh my 
god, and Mars. And I got this gigantic bruise on my side that was like, it was one of those ones that didn't really hurt, but it was like black. It was so purple. <laughs> and I just like was laying there on the floor of the balcony like, are in the house like like not, they haven't even like come out on the balcony because they're too alarmed by what just happened yeah just they probably like, like did the scatter when yeah. you fell and they're just like do we go out there what do we do and i'm like laying there in bits of baby gate openly bleeding and being like what are they talking about did you stay there and just listen or did you have to like well i did the thing where you like lay there really quietly and you're like maybe you just have to wait for them to start talking again as if they like did the what was that Anyway, and then I went back in and texted the whole story to David, and it was like, it was Friday. It was a Friday, and it was like, and to be completely honest, I haven't even started drinking yet. 